Hello, hi, how are you doing? I'm so happy to have you join me today for this new episode and today's little theme is natural, unsolved or unexplained mysteries. So maybe a bit of a different subject to usual but the reason I wanted to make this episode on unexplained natural mysteries is because I personally love, love, love with my whole heart unsolved or unexplained crimes, mysteries, natural phenomena, everything like that. I love the unexplained and I just really wanted to share that with you. So in this episode what I'm going to do is read five of these unexplained natural mysteries and just go through them, give you some thoughts. I'm not going to pretend that I've written the script all by myself. What I've done is compiled information from Wikipedia. So let's get straight into it. I will start with number one, Silkhenge. In August 2013, student Troy Alexander was visiting a national reserve in Peru. Under a piece of tarpaulin, he found a tiny bit of silk in a circular pattern about one inch wide. Searching around the area, he found more. Troy posted the picture on Reddit asking for help with identifying it, but no one seemed to know anything. People nicknamed Troy's discovery as Silk Henge because the formations look so similar to the stone formation Stonehenge. At the end of the same year, an expedition led by Phil Torres found many more examples of this phenomenon, typically on trunks of bamboo and cucropia trees. Spider babies hatched from these structures, but none lived till adulthood, and DNA tests were also inconclusive so the species of spider creating these structures remained unidentified. Some people theorised that these fence-like formations were created to trap mites as food for the hatchling, or perhaps that they act as protection for the egg and baby spider against ants. Now, I know this is just a little unusual thing that has happened, and that's basically it. That's all the story is, but I just found it so sweet and also so striking that a tiny little insect could make such a structure. I really recommend you google silk henge to see what this looks like. It almost looks alien-like. It's like a little formation in the middle and then it's surrounded by kind of like an electric fence looking circle. What really interests me about this is that we're living in a time where someone can just take a picture of something and then post it online and ask for advice and that may lead to other people connecting with their own experience or photos of said thing. Obviously in the past when people have had sightings of unusual things or phenomena, for example like UFO sightings or weird lights or anything weird that is visual we've not been able to see photos because they didn't have cameras or phones readily available. I just really like that aspect to this story that this guy Troy was just a student visiting a national reserve and then found this weird structure. I think it's so cool that we can now see and hopefully people can investigate these structures just because that one person decided to share a picture. So I love Silkhenge and please go look at the little cute formation because it is very, very, very alien-like and just cool. It's just cool to me. Now, number two on the list is the loneliest whale. I want to introduce you to the loneliest whale in the world, also known as the 52 Hertz whale and Blue 52. 
Apparently BTS made a song about this, but I do not know anything about BTS. I just wanted to put that in there because BTS fans always seem really nice to me. So hi BTS fans and let's talk about the whale. The 52 Hertz whale is an individual whale of an unidentified species that calls at an unusual frequency of 52 Hertz. For context, whales that closely resemble the 52 Hertz whale's migration patterns usually call at 10 to 39 Hertz. Hertz here just means it's like a unit of frequency in sound. So the call of this single whale has been detected regularly in many locations since the late 80s and it appears to be the only whale emitting a call at this frequency. The whale has never been sighted, only heard. The call of the 52 Hz whale is definitely that of a whale, but it doesn't match up with blue whales or fin whales being higher in frequency, shorter and happening more often. The migration track of the lonely whale is unrelated to the presence or movement of other whale species. Scientists have speculated that the whale could be malformed or a blue whale hybrid and are contacted regularly by deaf people who wonder whether the whale may also be deaf and therefore not able to hear itself or others. The fact that the whale has survived and apparently matured, its voice has deepened slightly to around 50 hertz since 1992, suggesting growth indicates it is probably healthy and whatever biological reason that seems to cause its unusually high frequency does not appear to be detrimental to its survival. In 2010, some sporadic potential recordings were made of another 52 Hz whale heard elsewhere at the same time, suggesting that there is more than one whale calling at 52 Hz. So maybe the whale isn't so lonely after all. Before I get into how cute I think this story is, I just wanted to show you a recording of the 52 Hertz whale. So this was recorded in the Northeast Pacific and it has been sped up 10 times, so it's technically 520 Hertz, but we wouldn't be able to hear it properly if it was 52 Hertz, but it just gives you an idea. So here it is. So I do realise that we as humans kind of put human characteristics onto animals which obviously isn't always true or relevant but keeping that in mind I do just think this is a really interesting story that there only seems to be until recently one of these whales speaking at this particular frequency. There's also an element for me of the terror of the seas. So the idea of water being so vast that this whale has never been seen and it's just swimming around, living its life, calling, but no one can understand it is, oh, I don't know, I just find it overwhelming. Anything to do with like the sea or deep water, the ocean, really has the potential to freak me out. Um, it's just so vast. So that's really the reason I wanted to include this story because it is lovely and has this really kind of relatable element to it. I think we all know how it feels to not be heard by people or not understood and it's easy to kind of relate to the whale, however weird that sounds. But then there's also this really dark and mysterious side to it too that the whale is out there 
and no one's even seen it. The sea just scares me. Water scares me. I'm a Virgo. I like to have my feet on the ground, on land, and the vastness and depth of the seas is absolutely terrifying. Next up, number three, is La Mancha Negra, the black stain. I will start by apologising profusely for my terrible Spanish pronunciation of La Mancha Negra, and I will swap between La Mancha Negra and the black stain because... I don't want you to have to listen to my bad pronunciation, pretty much. But anyway, La Mancha Negra, the black stain. The black stain is a mysterious black substance that has oozed from roads in Caracas, Venezuela, first appearing in 1986 and causing multiple car accidents and deaths since then. La Mancha Negra first appeared as a smudge 50 yards long. It was noticed by workers as they patched the 30-year-old asphalt on a highway between Caracas and its airport. At first, concerns for the blob were low, but it soon spread. As much as eight miles of highway were soon covered with the unknown material that contracted and expanded with the weather. It was found to grow when conditions were hot and wet, but shrink when it was cold and dry. The material seemed to prefer tunnels and the uphill slopes outside the airport, and was gummy in texture. It rendered the roadway extraordinarily unsafe, causing vehicles to crash into one another or run off the road. 1,800 deaths were attributed to La Mancha Negra in the five years before 1992, and by that time, the stain had spread throughout the city of Caracas. In 1994, the Ministry of Transport and Communications attempted to wash away La Mancha Negra, believing it was paste consisting of oil and dust, and even suspended work when it rained, believing it would wash away the substance. They tried spraying the stain away with pressurised water, then attempted to scrub it away with detergents, and even repeatedly scraped away the top layer of the roads, resurfacing it, only to watch La Mancha Negra reappear. Finally, the government poured tonnes of limestone over the stain to dry it up. This seemed to work for a while, but the roads then became so dusty that drivers and local residents complained that the air was unbreathable. In January 1996, the lack of maintenance, low rainfall and the poor quality of vehicles in Caracas made the roads slick with the substance once more. At that point, special cleaning equipment was brought over from Germany to deal with the black stain. However, in 2001, La Mancha Negra reappeared. La Mancha Negra has been described as an inch-thick, greasy black blob that has a consistency of chewed bubblegum, though Venezuelans describe the roads it covers as slick as ice. The most accepted theory is that the slime is the result of countless leaky old cars spraying their fluids over the roadway. In 2001, the Sunday Telegraph stated that one report showed it was a mixture of used engine oil and highly corrosive brake fluid but concluded that, after 14 years of study, no one knows what the stuff is, where it comes from, or how to get rid of it. To me, this story is kind of reminiscent of the old Goosebumps series. So it was like a series for kids on TV, and there were also books, and they were really, really actually quite creepy, but I'm sure there was one about a black slime or blob. It's kind of a, I don't know, like a horror image in my mind of this black goo 
that is just overtaking the humans and causing all these tragic deaths and accidents and it's almost like the humans can't fight it because it just keeps coming back. So I really sort of like the image of this story and I definitely recommend you google it to have a look at the actual um, La Mancha Negra because so interesting, so eerie and weird that they can't really identify what it's actually made up of. You'd think that that was like a I don't know, available technology, but it seems that no one actually knows. Now, number four on our list is star jelly. So we're going from one kind of slime to another. Star jelly is a gelatinous substance sometimes found on grass or branches of trees. According to folklore, it's deposited on the earth during meteor showers. It is described as a translucent or greyish-white jelly that usually evaporates shortly after falling to earth. Reports of star jelly date back to the 14th century and have continued to the present day. There are various theories and analysis on the star jelly, and some people believe it's perhaps related to frogs, or maybe vomited up by birds or animals. However, there is no solid explanation for the star jelly. So, there are loads of records of star jelly from around the world and throughout time, but I have picked a few of my favourites here just to share with you. On the 11th of November 1846, a luminous object estimated at four feet in diameter fell at Lowville, New York, leaving behind a heap of foul-smelling luminous jelly that disappeared quickly. On the 11th of August 1979, Sybil Christian of Fersco, Texas, reported the discovery of several purple blobs of goo on her front garden following a meteor shower. On the evening of the 3rd of November 1996, a meteor was reported flashing across the sky of Kempton, Tasmania. The next morning, white translucent slime was reportedly discovered on the lawns and sidewalks of the town. In 1740, writer William Somerville wrote, Swift as a shooting star that gilds the night, with rapid transient blaze, she runs, she flies. Sudden she stops, no longer can endure. The painful course, but drooping sinks away, and like that falling meteor, there she lies, a jelly, cold on earth. What really interests me about this phenomenon is that it seems to be so wide-ranging in time. I mean, that little piece of writing there is from 1740, and the last example that I read you was from 1996, and there are plenty more of people's experiences with star jelly. As I'm sure many of you are, I'm really obsessed with space and I really like how this case, I'm going to call it a case, but you know what I mean, this case kind of joins the earth with space and the fact that these sightings of star jelly are so linked to meteor showers, is that a coincidence? Is that linked in some way? I also just really like the term star jelly. I think it sounds adorable absolutely adorable now number five it's the last example of a natural phenomenon this is the forest grove sound the forest grove sound was an unexplained noise described as a mechanical scream heard in forest grove oregon in february 2016 the noise was first shared by a resident who posted a video of it on the city's facebook page the noise has been described as sounding like a giant flute played off pitch, car brakes, or a steam whistle. 
It reportedly lasts for 10 seconds to several minutes. The fire department did not consider the sound to be a safety risk. According to the local gas distributor, there were no problems with gas lines in Forest Grove at the time, and the forestry department also determined that their equipment was not the cause of the noise. A professor of physics at the local university mapped the locations where the noise had been heard, but the results were inconclusive and didn't suggest any single location. Throughout the month, approximately 200 calls were made to the police department, with most of them suggesting explanations for the sound, ranging from frogs to aliens to Bigfoot. In late February, the police department made a Facebook post that they were halting their investigation, as no hazard would be caused by the noise. The case was closed at the end of that month. Strange noise in Forest Grove is getting a lot of attention today. It's coming from something off of Gales Creek Road. Yeah, it's not just strange, it's really annoying, actually. And the neighbors have no idea if it's a warning or something else. So we sent Brent Weisberg to get answers about what's happening. Neighbors in this Forest Grove neighborhood have no idea what this mystery sound is, but they agree on three things. It's loud, obnoxious, and they want it to stop. The tone is very high, so it gets to a point where it really affects your hearing. Paula Lynch can't figure out what the sound is. It's hard to identify what angle it's coming from because it just kind of encompasses the area. She's heard it five times. Her neighbor has heard it three times, and they both say it's happening during the day and into the evening. Paula posted a recording she made and threw it up on Facebook. It's been shared repeatedly. The fire department thought it, it possibly could be maybe something happening with the sewer system, some sort of a whistling under there. A spokesperson with the fire department says that their crews haven't been in the area to actually hear the sound themselves, so they're left in the dark. We've had people talk that it could be possibly a, a warning of a gas line. I check with Northwest Natural Gas. They say they have no reports of any problems Problems, and they say if it were a gas issue and gas were being released, you'd absolutely be able to smell it. We then went to the Public Works Department. Officials here say they haven't heard about the problem until we told them about it. For now, the mystery continues. We're just hoping that maybe somebody might be able to identify it so we can report it and have it stop happening. Reporting in Forest Grove, I'm Brent Weisberg, Coin 6 News. So, what are your thoughts on the Forest Grove sound? I think the reason I liked this one so much was because I can just imagine something like that being posted on my town's Facebook page. And it really interests me that this noise sounded like it wasn't really coming from anywhere, but it was coming from everywhere, if you know what I mean. It was hard for people to sort of identify the cause of it. I was also particularly attracted to this story because... Years ago, me and my mum lived in a different town together when I was a teenager and we always used to hear this humming noise and we didn't know why and not everyone else heard it, just some people in the neighbourhood. It was a kind of low, constant humming that also sounded very metallic and we do live near the steelworks even now and sometimes there are noises that just travel with the wind or whatever, like in the air. Big, loud, metallic long noises and it probably was just that but it was very very unnerving to not identify where the sound was coming from. It was always really hard to tell and really eerie and I remember even having bad dreams about that sound so I completely understand how a noise can just grind you down and creep you out and the forest grove sound is 
just a, a nice little unsolved or unexplained mystery to end this episode on. If you did enjoy this episode, please let me know so I can make more because I love talking about mysteries and I just really hope this gave you a bit of entertainment today and maybe some stuff to Google as well. Thank you forever for listening to me and for sticking with me this long. Thank you if you got this far and yeah, just have a great week. Love you loads. Bye for now.